and Chen podcast, she is the blissful, bodacious, bashful, balanced, and sometimes baffling, Jennifer Horn. What about bodacious? Look it up. It's not. It's a compliment. I know. I like it. It makes it's like a surfer term. It's very LA. Well, no. Surf totally bodacious. Let me finish the thing. Jennifer Horn, (laughs) who is also your conservative crusader. Bodacious is admirable but blunt. You know, bold but admirable. And I I like that. I like that. And you, by the way, my friend, I don't come up with all the adjectives, but that doesn't mean that I don't love you because you keep us laughing. You're the man of a million voices, the lovable liberal Brian Whitman. Ah, thank you, folks. Thank you for joining us. Who's on the also Brian bodacious. I'll, I'll, I'll just Thank piggyback. <laughs> and I'm also sometimes baffling. And you're also sometimes totally wrong. But you know what? <laughs> oh, no, alliteration. Alliteration. <laughs> nah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're feverishly false, Whitman, sometimes. There you go. Here we are. Brian and Jen podcast. Download Apple podcast. Download on Spotify. SebGorka.com is home base for this Brian and Jen podcast in the final days of the U.S. presidential election that, I don't know about you, Jen, it feels like, factoring in COVID-19 and all this, feels like this campaign has been going on just forever. Well, in some ways it has. It's been going on since 2016, right? The day after Election Day. I came in catatonic. You were catatonic. You were a resident of Catatonia, that's for sure. Catatonia. (laughs) That's where I was registered to vote. I Uh had mail-in ballots. I voted eight times in Catatonia. I came in the morning after Hillary lost, and I was, you would describe me, Jen, as catatonic. Yeah. But after about, was it three to eight days or something? I like think that? there was a recovery time for you. You were a little quicker than my mom. My when mom was I, in full, I mean, she was sitting shiva. I mean, she was, it was full morning. She was, she was in the condo next to me in Catatonia. That's right. On what day of my Catatonia did I speak my first words? Because I remember what I think they it was were. like day three. Day three, Jennifer grabbed me and she said, Brian, we don't agree on everything, but we're the best of friends. I'm the conservative crusader. You're the level liberal, but I'm really Jennifer and you're really Brian. Mm-hmm. Are you? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. You seem to be in, and then you said to me, I think making fun of me, you seem to be in a state of Catania. <laughs> and you looked at me, and I did say two words, you remember? And I, I said, Joseph Biden. <laughs> I did that say those it. words. It just, it just came from your gut. And so, now, baby cakes, you got him. Yeah, right. And I'm back in, in all his glory. You and I might have be got Joe Biden. Checking back into Catatonia. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. Tough question uh, for Jen. Tough question for Brian. As we are in the final days, gearing up to November 3rd. Forget that 45 million some odd more have voted already. Uh, we're going to really do self-inventory here as we cover 2020, as we have on the Brian and Jen podcast. Jennifer, I want you to go first, or you can say I go first, but I think ladies first. Sure. And the question is self, self-reflective. self mm-hmm. You're a big Trump supporter. I'm a yeah. big Biden supporter. So I ask you, and, and, and the same question applies to me. Here's the question. As we come to the finish line and get closer to Election Day, Jennifer, is a, Jennifer Horn, as a Trump supporter, can you please, for benefit of the Brian and Jen podcast audience, name the very best thing that President Donald Trump has done during this election season. Mm -hmm. Can you also intellectually and honestly name the very worst thing he's done during this election campaign season? That's two answers from Jennifer Horn 
as we lean into Election Day. Thanks yeah. for being with us. Yeah. I am. And by the way, these things, I'm sure if I, I thought these things through, um, I could give you a whole slew of answers. But these are the, the things that popped into my head immediately, and sometimes those are your truest realities, right? Yep. yep. So we'll start with the best because I'm an optimist and we'll start with the best. Um, the best things that I think the president has, has done, and as far as achievements of the presidency, yes. There, you had your finger up. Yeah, because you can only list one thing during the campaign. His best campaign. Well, one's a, okay. So one's a strategy, one's an actual achievement. So I'm going to break the rules. Okay. okay, they're made to be broken. So the achievement of our president, right, the president that represents all of us, is the fact that he has created now three Middle East peace agreements in uh, this during this summer, and I think that is really important. It's going largely unreported by the media, and I think it is such a huge accomplishment that the president has not gotten the proper credit for. That being said, as far as as achievements go, the president works hard and he has a lot of energy. And I think that is his best attribute that he brings to a campaign and that he brings to the campaign trail because he is willing to put the work in. He is willing to get out there. He wants to talk to people. In fact, he gets energized by doing that. And so as far as a strategy goes or, or something that brings something good to the campaign. It's his energy a hundred percent. That is the best thing that he brings as far as an accomplishment this summer, those middle East peace agreements, I think were a huge deal. Now, as far as the worst, and this is something that president Trump does as president and during campaign season. And it's, and you're going to be critical here of absolutely. the candidate you support. Yeah. Um, he's just not tired of winning, Brian. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, she got it. She understands me so great. I love her. That's why I'm madly in love with her. She understands me. Ooh, thank My you. greatest deficiency is I'm so persistent. I'm so persistently obsessed with winning. Correct. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. So it, critically, what President Trump has done, and it drives me crazy because my background is in public relations, and this is something that he just can't help himself on, and that is that he steps on his good headlines with bad stuff and or stuff that people might see as negative. And so when he gets a good headline – there is always this inclination, I don't know why he does it, to keep talking. Usually when people get a good headline, the best advice I can give you is just zip it and walk back. And the best example of him actually, I think, almost self-correcting was with the debates. That last presidential debate, when he had all of that great press going, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop because I thought he's going to push something too hard or something's going to fall to take away from the fact that the media is going to have to say that he won that debate. And Brian, he didn't do it. And it's the first time that I've actually seen him just step away and let Joe Biden kind of hang himself a bit because what he tends to do and he did it during the first debate and he has done it consistently through his presidency is when he gets something good rolling, he tends to keep talking and he takes it too far. And then that creates a storyline and it buries the good achievement from President Trump. And it's happened over and over and over again, and certainly during this campaign cycle. It's the Brian and Jen podcast. We thank you for joining us wherever you hear our podcast. We broadcast every morning in Los Angeles. And uh, we I did say to you uh, the morning after the debate, even the evening of the debate, we were doing some coverage. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, you expected him to come out. I did. Oh, talking to President Trump, then I'll give you my answer on Biden. Uh, you expected the president to sort of like wind down, like come unwound, but he never did. It never happened. Right. So, so I, I agree with you there. Okay. Uh, we've each now been you, at- you, I mean, I, I'm curious to know what you think about Biden and you're a student of political science. Yeah, what's he doing not- right and wrong? Uh, well, well, what's the best thing he's done during mm-hmm. this campaign season for me, a supporter of his to ask and answer aloud. And what's the worst thing he's done? We'll start with the best. I'll do that. Like you did. 
I think the best thing that Joe Biden has done in this campaign season is focus. As <laughs> okay, now we're going to stop. We're not going to stop taping. We're doing this. You did not suffer through sound effects and minimizations, cartoonish. Minimizations. I just have one more for you, and then I'll get it out of my system. I got hairy legs, hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Notice you didn't hear this one. <laughs> okay, now you. <laughs> I got hairy legs. Go ahead. <laughs> See, I had thought. That with our final podcast before Election Day, I thought that intellectually we could rise to a level here of conversation and self-reflection. I have the mentality of a seventh grader. Who are you working with? Believe me. (laughs) Believe me, I know because I do too. But I thought together, collectively, we could rise. All right, let's do it. I I apologize. Okay. Here we go. Go ahead. It started with the silly (laughs) that that our producer, the enforcer, Katie, played. That was me, actually. Oh, that was you too. All right. I give you both, both, both of them. <laughs> May I just begin? It's hard to recover what started so well and was then lost, but I think I can do it with my years in drama and performance. <laughs> <laughs> you were the second runner-up to be Parker Lewis, and Parker Lewis can't lose. It was actually Doogie Howser. Oh. <laughs> but I did get... As we finish up here. <laughs> They're like, I don't the... know if he can get those medical terms out. <laughs> get me Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> okay, go ahead. As we lean in to the, finish, the finishing day, the, 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 the end zone on this November 3rd presidential election, I've been asked to answer the challenging intellectual, a high-rising, self-reflecting, self-assessing questions that we're trying to explore on this Brian and Jen podcast, which is heard worldwide. I'm Brian, that's Jennifer, and I'll answer the questions that Jennifer asked without songs about hairy legs playing in the background (laughs) or creepy laughs as well. So what's the best thing Joe Biden has done during this campaign season? I do believe the best thing he's done, it was a lot during his convention, which he did from a broom closet, I believe. But he remembered what the late President Ronald Reagan in 1984, excuse me, in 1980 did. He basically described the malaise, a word Jimmy Carter at the time in 1980 had never used. He described the gloominess, the darkness, the overwhelming feeling, the negative feeling that Americans have been dealing with since the president declared on our shores a pandemic back in March. And he spoke of of a light, of a way out of this. And to give words to that feeling, which everyone has been feeling, which is a direct reflection on the president's eight months in office after declaring the pandemic, being unable to get us out of this gloom, out of this darkness. I think that's the best thing Joe Biden did. Now, the worst thing that he's done. The worst thing is leave the house. No, I'm kidding. The worst thing he's done is actually the opposite of that. The worst thing Biden's done during this campaign season, in my opinion, we'll wait for Tuesday to see what happens. The deficiencies 
the campaign deficiencies in the area of traveling and campaigning to so many states. They might be personally related to health. He's a senior, COVID-19, et cetera. But the fact that Hillary Clinton, essentially, according to many experts, a lot smarter than me, Maybe smarter than you. Hillary lost the election, they say, for failure to travel to certain key states, which she took for granted. And about 70,000 votes in those various states cost her the White House. The fact four years later that Joe Biden would even come close to the possibility of replicating that gargantuan mistake, I believe, is his biggest mistake in this campaign season of 2020. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And acknowledging that <laughs> also allows the voters... To in their mind determine between good and evil. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think a lot of what you said is right. I don't know that I see Joe Biden painting rosy optimism, however, like Ronald Reagan. In fact, I actually see it as pretty negative, saying that we are in a bleak, dark, terrible spot, and we're going to be that way, and there's no real cure except a mask mandate. I haven't really heard no, anything. No, he said go to the light. We'll go to the light. Yeah, I haven't heard anything that makes me feel optimistic about it. If anything, I, I'm feeling more optimism from Trump's message no. that we have to work through and recover so right. you know I, but I, as far as staying indoors i think that will be ultimately yeah. what uh, what people will look at if joe biden does lose this election they're going to say did he work hard enough for it i think we both answered uh, there were some struggles along the way specifically for me by your actions created obstacles for me and hurdles but i think 30 seconds of hairy legs by joe biden kind of takes the edge off the brian and jen podcast and here he is broadcasting live from delaware with his chart topper Former Vice President Joe Biden and hairy legs. I got hairy legs, hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun, in the sun. Come up my legs from the morning until the day's done, till the day's done. We are at the end here. I got hairy legs. Yeah, that's right. You heard what I said. That's right. I've got hairy legs and you heard what I said. Up four notches. That's former Vice President Joe Biden with his debut hit, I've Got Hairy Legs. In Hollywood, I'm Casey Kasem. All right. Very good. Nice to have that, Jennifer. Tuesday, we shall all, well, Wednesday, we shall, do you think we'll find, do you think we'll know on Wednesday? It's tough. I hope so. I hope so. But there is a chance that we won't know. A lot of pundits are saying that we won't. Uh, I I think if things go as they should, we should know. But um, there are a lot of states who are collecting ballots for many days after Election Day, and that'll come into play. We should know. But who knows, really? And we thank you for joining us on the Brian and Jen podcast all the way through Election 2020. Much more to come. Download at Apple Podcasts. How about Spotify? Never forget. Homebase is SebGorka.com for the two of us. And we thank you for being a part of everything that we do with you on this program called the Brian and Jen podcast.